As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, how we doing? How we doing? Good to see you. Good to... Actually, I don't see you. I don't even hear you. But good to see... Well, good to hear me? Question mark? I guess? <laughs> uh, I guess that's a rhetorical question, too, because I can't hear your response. Anyway, um, it's Memorial Day weekend. Not sure if today's Memorial Day or tomorrow's Memorial Day, and it's not because I don't take it seriously or don't value it. In fact, I absolutely do. It's uh, very important to reflect upon how pimp our country is and, and um, you know, the, obviously the idea of freedom. Um, I'm not going to get political, but I am. I will say I do have American pride. I have um, a great amount of pride in the concept of freedom, and I think any country and any entity that, um, you know, values that is is absolutely on the right track. I'm wearing my American flag shorts right now, actually. It's a nice, baggy American flag shorts. And you may notice a little bit more background noise tonight because I've got my window open. The sun's out. The guns are out. There's a lot of people um, out right now across the street. I, I, there was a huge crowd in front of the uh, jazz club out there, the Birdland Theater. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's famous. Um, I think Charlie Parker is the uh, famous jazz musician that kind of popped that one off. Anywho, so we've got a couple things to talk about. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot. Actually, the podcasts are queuing up pretty fast. Meaning, I've got. I can just release them on command now. I've got a few that I'm going to be releasing. Um, I do. I do think I should preface it by once again just I want to create accurate expectations just like I do in, in anything whether it's with girls with business or anything else we are not going to talk about the threesome today <laughs> that status is still pending I feel like for the next 300 episodes it's very possible I'm going to start every podcast off by saying guys I'm sorry to tell you but the threesome status is still pending um why is it pending rather than canceled? Because I do think there's still a chance. I've been out of town for a long time. I just got back to New York, actually. I was back home for a wedding, which was beautiful. Um, anyway, I was going to release a different podcast this weekend, but one of my friends was on The Bachelorette, um, and that aired. the first episode aired on Monday. So I wanted to get this out because I wanted to talk about that. Who was my friend out of all the people, right? If anyone watched The Bachelorette Episode 1, they knew who he was, and if they didn't, they probably did too, because everyone's been talking about it. Um, yes, Ryan M., Ryan McDull, I've known him for a very long time, <clears throat> and uh, he's definitely been getting a lot of uh, attention. Um, mixed results, just like anything, right? I mean, anytime someone gets a lot of attention, there's going to be a lot of hate, uh, and then there's people that are going to love it, right? It's the full spectrum there because, uh, the volatility of it was, uh, such a high peak. Um, I know him well, so I, 
you know, his friends obviously... I think, here's the thing, is in Ryan's defense, he's an awesome human being, first of all. He's cool, he's funny, confident, outgoing, the, the type of guy that every guy wants to be friends with, you know? And I think people don't know anything about him. They don't know enough about him to know that he was just having a good time, right? Um, I think the Bachelorette and the Bachelor... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I don't watch those shows. Um, and he brought a little bit of life to it. I think that, you know, from an... From a perspective of an audience member that doesn't know anything about him, I can see why people were upset for a few of the things that he did, but at the same time, there was a lot of things that he did that I thought were absolutely acceptable. Um, they just were made worse by a few of the things that um, bystanders who don't have all the pieces of the puzzle are going to automatically kind of assess. So that's a long way of putting it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, slapping a girl's butt without her permission, that's strike one, right? Um, well, strike one was actually telling someone that they suck when the guy hadn't started anything yet, even though his car absolutely sucked. And it was funny, right? Um, because <laughs> it was true. Um, you know, it, it makes you come off like a jerk if, um, if you're going to go up to somebody and tell them they suck when they're putting themselves out there, whether it's true or not. So I think Ryan was a little tipsy. He probably wouldn't have said that. Uh, I don't know the, I don't know the situation well enough. Maybe the guy absolutely deserved it. Who knows? I don't know. I know Ryan's a good guy though. And the rest was hilarious. Oh, finally, the other thing that I thought, you know, probably was the third strike was, um, calling the girls hoes, right? Obviously he's joking. I know him. Um, you know, I, I call girls bitches all the time and they love it. So, um, not the right, it's not going to come off the right way in that setting though, obviously. So those three things I think uh, turn the public off pretty quick, but for everyone that knows him again, very funny stuff. Um, he didn't do anything to hurt anybody or anything like that. He was just partying, having a blast, baby, horned up. Um, I guess Ryan and I have a, a similar phrase. I always say... Hey, dog, you horny? You horny? I'm horny, bro. You know? Um, so I guess uh, that's a cool trade-off. I feel like we have that in common. Um, what was I going to say about him, though? I've known him for a long time. We actually used to party in college. Um, he was a ATO at Mizzou, an Alpha Tau Omega. Uh, he was in that fraternity, big fraternity on campus. In fact, the one and only time I've ever been in the Alpha Tau Omega house was when I was hanging out with Ryan, I think I may have been there another time. I think they had a party where they had some football players over one time. But um, I remember one night Ryan and I brought these girls back to the ATO house. And um, it, was a, it was a pretty fun night. Uh, I remember on the way home, I think he just somehow had a bouquet of flowers in his hands. When we left the bars, no bouquet. In the middle of our walk, all of a sudden he's, a, he's got a bouquet of flowers for the girls, um, which was very funny. We were all laughing, um, you know, having a blast. He's a guy's guy. So I give it up for Ryan. I definitely defend him. I was actually going to have him do the podcast. I asked him to, but I think he's under um, some tight scrutiny right now with um, contract stuff and who he can talk to, who he can't talk to. 
that would have obviously been fun to kind of get the inside scoop. So my goal, I think if any more time passes, it's not going to be relevant anymore. Um, but I think uh, the week, <laughs> I'm saving it, guys. The week of season, the next season, episode one, when it comes out, I'm going to do it and re-release it. And um, hopefully we can get that up there for you guys to get a little bit more about Ryan and, and that show and, and the good times. Uh, he was dating um, um, one of the former, I believe, winners. So I don't know if he wanted to sabotage the show or who knows. I, I haven't actually talked to him about the details. But he was at my comedy special that was filmed six months ago in Kansas City. Um, in fact, his name is in the credits. And I was there before I even knew anything about The Bachelor. He, uh, who's a big support, came out with some of our friends. Um laughed his anus off, um, as many of us did, including myself, and my own jokes from time to time. Um, what else? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think he told me he laughed so hard that he was crying and he almost peed his pants. And that was not a, that was not an uncommon thing to hear. One of my buddies said he, I think someone thought he had pink eye because he was laughing so hard that his eyes were bloodshot. So, not to toot my own horn, man, and not to toot in my buddy's eye, but it's coming out soon. We did the last revision of it today, and I'm just waiting for the final copy of it, and then I'm going to upload it and blast it everywhere. I think I'm going to blast it, like, in every avenue of social media, include every, including every type of online dating format. So, like, I have about, I think, 1,600 matches right now on Tinder, and I haven't messaged one one hundredth of them probably no and the ones that I have messaged like one tenth of them have probably responded but I'm gonna send a, a message to every single girl on tinder and text her the link to my stand-up comedy special and every single girl on okcupid and I'm going to probably do the same thing with everyone that I'm connected to on snapchat uh, along with a penis pic of course um but it's going to be fun. So that's how I spend my freedom, guys. I spend my freedom by making, pursuing the dream of creating laughter in every medium possible, including this uh, podcast. I don't think this podcast is hilarious. I do think it's more interesting than anything or just kind of a way to sync up, right? It's like syncing your iPhone into Michael Oldroyd's life um, just to see what's going on these days. Um, <clears throat> you know, follow up on the chicks, see, see what kind of chicks I'm banging these days. Uh, and I, again, when I say that, I don't want you to think I'm like a womanizer. It's it's a, it's always mutually beneficial, right? That's always the goal to where we walk away. I don't I don't ever want any girls having buyer's remorse. Not there. There's no money involved. In fact, I was offered prostitution stuff at one point. I turned it down because I'm a I'm better than that. I said just pay for my gas. <laughs> um, but you know, good times. Uh. So, what did I do today? Um, it's Fleet Week here in New York. I've seen some sailors out. And uh, so, I haven't really done much, to be honest. I think I've been watching Game of Thrones. Is any, everybody caught up on that? I think I, there's another one coming out tonight. I'm like two behind, so don't tell me what happens in a medium that I can't hear you. Um, <clears throat> went to have breakfast with a couple of my buddies from college today that are comedians. Um, different types of comedians, but both hilarious. I've always thought they both were very talented. You may even know their names, Austin Huff and uh, 
Kyle Ayers. I feel like I can say their names because they're public figures. Um, but Kyle's had a lot of success out here in New York. It's, it's always good to see him. We started doing stand-up around the same time, actually. Uh, I remember the first time I <clears throat> saw him anywhere, which was on stage doing something called Comedy Wars at Mizzou, which was the, the improv uh, troupe that they had. They had, like, weekly shows. And I remember thinking, man, this guy's good. <laughs> uh, he's really funny, you know? He's really quick-witted and intelligent. And I really... I liked him. You know, I liked him right off the bat. I thought, wow, I like this guy. I want to be his friend. Um, and luckily, I, I feel like I can call him a friend. Um, no, nah, he... he, he uh, he just showed up because he had to today. He didn't know I was going to be there. If he did, he probably wouldn't have shown up. That's obviously not true, hopefully. I really hope that's not true. And it's intended to be a joke, but um, it was great to see him um, at, along with my friend Austin, who played football. He was a walk-on just like me at Mizzou. Um, very, very funny guy. We, were, we had a whole bunch of Austin Huff stories that we were talking about today. Um, I remember the first time... And only time probably that he was ever in a fraternity. Long story short, well, actually, let's let's just scratch that because you guys don't know him. Um, but nonetheless, he was like a very straight-laced, um, very good guy. You know, doesn't drink alcohol. On his twenty-first birthday, he drank uh, twenty-one shots of uh, soda or like um, like a energy drink or something um, to give you an idea. Uh, very straight-laced, but very very funny and just like a, a light in. Uh, he lights up any any room, you know. Anytime he walks in, he's just a great charisma. Um, and uh, we, I took him to the fraternity, and I was kind of nervous because I thought, you know, like this is kind of mixing vinegar with whatever the thing vinegar doesn't mix with oil or something. And um, <clears throat> you know, we got these frat guys, you know, you know, you know, status, kind of like cool, smoke, drink, whatever. Um, a lot of cute girls partying. You know, like, and uh, I brought him in there on his 21st birthday, and it was one of the craziest mixtures I've ever seen in my life. Like, the girls were enamored by him. He was like, when I think of like a, like lights and moths attracting to them, literally that was how this kid attracted the girls, because he wasn't trying to hook up with them. And I think they just knew that he was like internally just, he was hilarious. He wasn't trying to, He had no intentions at that fraternity. Just absolutely being funny and friendly. And the girls... I had never seen girls respond to anybody um, like that from, you know, like in a fraternity before. I'm trying not to make myself look bad. I've, no girls ever responded to me like that. Um, but obviously that's kind of a joke, hopefully, right? Hopefully that's a joke that I've never had that. Um, but, um, nevertheless, let's not detract from what's great here. These guys are fun. We talked about McDill. Actually, Kyle went to, uh, high school with Ryan McDill, um, in Kansas City. So we talked about all that. It was a lot of fun. We, we ate at, like, this place called, um, what was it? Mike's Coffee House or something in, uh, Brooklyn, which is appropriate. And right on the corner of St. James and DeKalb, which is awesome because one of my best buddies is named James. And that's just kind of random, but hey, Mike and James, hey-o, hey-o. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, King James Jordan, Michael, hey. 
Um, what did I want? I had to actually like it was a little inconvenient to go meet up with them because I I scheduled my Amazon delivery, my next wave of deliveries, for the exact time that they invited me to go to breakfast. So that I had to like make the guy. I had to ask them to come back, and the guy who delivered my uh, stuff when I got here, he's like, I've, I've just been waiting here for a few hours. Not to make me feel guilty, but he said it was his last delivery, so I definitely gave him a tip, um, because, jeez, you know, that guy really went out of his way for me, which I appreciate. Um, anyway, what else did I do? I, I went to, uh, I did Bikram yoga today. Um... Has anyone ever tried Bikram yoga? Really? Um, let me tell you this. I've done I've done it a, a handful of times, and and here's the thing. Like, I feel like people that do Bikram yoga obsessively are a little bit off. Uh, I can't really put my finger on it, but usually the instructors, no joke. Like, there's something weird about every single Bikram yoga instructor that I've ever come across. I. They're nice, and they're positive usually, but there's just something, I don't know. Anyway, I, I bought this thing before I came to New York, like a, like a pass for like 10 things, and um, gave it a shot today. No cute chicks, of course, right? You go in and think, all right, New York City, yoga, that's why you do it. Why the frick would anybody ever do yoga unless you're doing it for the chicks? And, uh, of course, there was, like, more guys in there than girls, and the instructor was a male, and there's nothing wrong, I'm not homophobic, I know I make a lot of gay jokes in my comedy, but truth, my brother is gay, I've, you know, been around him my whole life, completely not homophobic, but my instructor was gay, and, um, it was unique, it was very unique to have, I guess, a gay guy, like, commanding, <laughs> commanding, adjustments to me, you know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did have a gay boss once, so I guess I, I kind of am used to, like, being told what to do by a gay guy, but it's, uh, it's definitely something that's not, um, uh, like, it, it, it's something that doesn't feel, I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, though, this guy, uh, he had a headset on. I'd never seen anybody do Bikram yoga with a headset before, and... He had, like a like a motivational speaker headset where he had the um, the towel. There was like a towel <laughs> wrapped around the back of the headset. Like so, the headset went around the back of his head like sunglasses that have the wraparound strap, but the wraparound strap didn't go like hanging low beneath his neck. It was like just a tight strap right around the back and like like a towel that had been wrapped around this tight strap like three or four times I guess to catch the sweat and <clears throat> very very odd I was trying not to laugh for like the first several minutes until I thought I was going to pass out and die um, it's amazing how out of shape one can become over several years of not really taking working out seriously anymore I used to uh, I mean I think I've talked about it before but trying to say you know trying to get back in uh I'm trying to prevent atrophy at this point, I guess, and trying to prevent myself from having a heart attack. At one time, the goal was a lot different, you know, when uh, I was trying to sculpt thyself into a NFL prodigy, but 
looky how far I got. Um, so, gay headset instructor, I did write that down because I wanted to talk to him. Um, along with funny earpiece and towel wrapped around strap. What else? We talked about Amazon Prime, which is always not exciting, but I still keep bringing it up. Um, obviously, we talked about McDill, Ryan McDizzle. Um, he was on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they did, like, a replay of all of his, uh, <laughs> all of his, um, you know, like, the, the highlights from the show. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess <clears throat> Jimmy wasn't too hard on him. He was just funny. He made it, like, a to catch a predator joke at the end. But it was really funny. Like, McDill had some really, really funny highlights. Obviously, um, I thought the way he greeted the ladies was really cool. You know, ladies, I'm home. Obviously, that's... You know, they probably got a little wet when they heard that. I'm not going to lie. Um, what else did he do that was hilarious? Uh, when he got... When he was running around in his uh, Speedo, I thought that was really funny. Um, you know, just me? No. Every, I think everyone thought that was funny. It was hilarious. There was a lot of good stuff there. So now I'm just kind of rambling. Let me uh, take a quick break so I can come up with stuff to fill the uh, last ten minutes of the show. A break time. <laughs> Alright, I'll talk, uh, obviously about girls. Um, here's, here's an interesting conum a conundrum about women, right? Like, I think if you're straight to the point with them right off the bat without being just flat-out disrespectful, which you can always gamble, um, it's better, you know? I, I think the whole nice guy, like, taking them on three or four dates just is boring. <laughs> um, unless, you know, you know, be straight up with them, right? Just like I talked about before. But the whole three or four courting process date, if you... It depends on what you want. It depends on what she wants. Just figure out what you want and then build around that. Find out if she's on the same page and go from there. But, like, to actually go through the motions of taking her out on multiple dates just because you want to have sex with her, first of all, that's wrong. I think it's immoral because you're misleading her. Um, that's not what you... You're... you're tricking her and you're I guess you are in you know you're, you're you're putting in the work but just to you know take her out on multiple dates uh to bang her first of all you know that's a waste of your time like so inefficient um but secondly you're you're setting her up for a bad ending right why not just be straight up find out right off the bat like where she is in her life see what's up go from there you know, and uh, let the chips fall where they will. <clears throat> Plus, you can, like, I don't know, I, 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 I think keeping it real is my best advice out there for anybody that, like, anybody that wants to know about, um, you know, get better at talking about girls. Obviously, you know, growing up, my biggest fear was beautiful women. Um, this is This is unique, I think, and this is probably true for a lot of people, right? My, my biggest question was, how do you have sex with girls, like, regularly, and, and also when you're not in a relationship, you know? And secondly, how do you talk to them and not freeze up, or, you know, like, if you're attracted to them, like, when you're thinking about sex? And let me say that I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to adopt an apprentice for $100 an hour. I'm kidding. 
Um, free advice, guys, because I just give this world infinite love, and that is be real. Mm -hmm. Be honest, man. Nobody, uh, honesty is sexy, you know? Honesty is attractive. Um, if you, any, you can pull off anything with confidence. And where does confidence come from? It comes from believing in, in, in what's going on. How do you believe? How do you truly believe in something? It's, well, it comes from the truth, right? So, like, what I'm trying to say with an example is if you fart in front of a girl, it can go two ways. It can be, like, hilarious or cool or just whatever, or, like, really, really unattractive and a huge turnoff. And it's all how you handle it. It's not the fart that can ruin the situation, make or break the situation, because it can make it better, actually. Um, it's how you handle it, right? So, like, own up to it, man. Or blame her in a funny way. Um, you know, but don't fucking fart and then just kind of act awkward. Um, because if you do that, she's not going to want to ever see you again. Especially if it's in the beginning. I mean, if it's your girlfriend, that probably won't happen because I don't think you'll feel awkward farting in front of her. And you shouldn't do it... Well, I'm not going to sit here and preach what you should or shouldn't do. But I will say, if you fart in front of your girlfriend a lot in a way that when she, you know she doesn't like it, it's probably not going to um, be good long-term <laughs> investing, right? So you're not really investing in the long-term of, of your relationship. Uh, you want to keep her attracted to you, bro. Well, I feel like I'm turning into Dr. Phil right now. This is weird. Um, what is this? This podcast is just going to turn into me giving advice about girls. By the way, I think I am really, no joke, like, I think I am finally to the point where if I met the right girl, I would be ready to court her and really, like, pursue a long-term marriage-type candidate. Now all the, all the girls are going to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> But I'm, I'm being dead serious. This last time I was home, going to the wedding and everything, I really think I've reached a point in my life in every way, you know, that I'm ready for it, whether, you know, financial security, um, I'm mature enough, I'm, you know, able to, I know enough about who I am now that I feel like I can give myself to someone and, and have something to offer all the way around. Um... So I guess what I'm saying is, is I feel like I can give full throttle advice. Though I've never been married, I still, <laughs> uh, I still feel like I can talk about. Um, I do know about relationships. I've been in enough to, um, you know, have a good perspective on them and, and know what's up and know not to get in them unless you really can see yourself going the distance. Right? I mean. In the beginning, obviously, they're great learning opportunities. You help grow. You know, you grow in the relationship, uh, or you grow after it's over from a lot of the things that you learn, what not to do, what to do, things like that. Hopefully, you bring that. You know, there's no right or wrong way. I think some people can go their entire life with one person being in one relationship, high school sweetheart, middle school sweetheart, all the way through. But you know, different strokes for different folks. That wasn't my situation. Um, I have no idea how many girls I've hooked up with, and I've been in a 
good number of relationships, a healthy mix, and I think I'm ready to, you know, take all that I've learned and uh, start something with someone. Ten years later, Mike is still single. Um, <clears throat> nah. I guess what I'm really trying to say is maybe I should join the Bachelorette next season. Eh? But yeah, this is this is fun. I this now I'm just doing a brain dump. I don't know if this is this is like a mental journal right now. This is not even about current events. Hey, how about ISIS, huh? Um, no, seriously, I um, this is not about current events. I'm just taking a I'm just taking a brain. This is a snapshot into my brain right now. It's like uh, Dumbledore when he like takes out certain thoughts and puts them in that pensive thing or whatever that Harry can look into and see things through his eyes later. I feel like that's what I'm doing for you guys right now is I'm just laying these audio thoughts so that you can see into my life and where I am right now. Um, but I feel, I feel healthy. <laughs> I feel mentally and physically and spiritually healthy, you know? I'm drinking some Vita cocoa water right now to replenish from this, uh, Whatever that thing is that I did. Been getting hit up on uh, different mediums. Let's see. Oh, got, got a couple of Instagram lights. That's exciting. Uh, I'm getting some texts. Let's see here. Uh, ooh, one girl, non safe number. Doing anything? We're trying to decide where to go for drinks. Ooh, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to go. I'm so lazy. I don't even want to have to put in work. So I'm just going to. Tell her to come over. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs> <laughs>